Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. and welcome to Happy Single Moms. I'm your host Khalifa and today we're speaking to Sophie. She has her own Instagram page called Awakening Single Moms and she is a coach and she has written a magnificent book called Who Will Hold Me. Sophie could you introduce yourself? Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yes, yeah, so as you said, I'm a mindset coach um, and I work with single moms. Um, I did write a book, Who Will Hold Me, that really talks about my story. And it was really my attempt to just allow other single moms to really embrace all of their story because we all go through you know, the, the ups and downs. Um, and I just got this message that I was meant to write this book. I was not expecting to do this, uh, but I listened and here we are. But it's been an incredible opportunity to connect with our single moms you know it can be such a lonely ride so being able to connect with others and really um you know we understand each other in a way that others can't so it's just incredible to connect so thank you so much for having me it's fine I have actually got the book so I'm going to use it as a giveaway to one of the lucky ladies on my platform so yeah how long did it take you to write it you know I actually wrote the book in two weeks I know it sounds crazy yeah yeah I got this literally I was out on a walk and I I, you know I go on these walks sometimes to kind of disconnect and I just got like I stopped and I heard you have to write your story and I literally looked up at the sky and I was like who's talking to me right now and I just listened you know I was like okay it must you know I must help someone with this who knows right and so um, so I just wrote in two weeks. I, I mean, it was my story, right? So we're so familiar with it that as, as soon as I sat down to write, it just kind of all came out of me. Just, you know, um, it just happened. And so it was a very uh, quick process. And at the same time, I'm glad that it was a short process because I had to relive a lot of things, you know, uh, going into the story. And it wasn't easy, but it was very cathartic for me to get the story out and to just, you know, view it from a new perspective, you know, five years after my divorce and with a new perspective on what had happened. Um, and so it was also part of my growth, really, to write tell this me, Tell me a little bit about your, your single mother journey, because I feel like everyone has, although, yeah, every, most of the women that are on the platform are single moms, but how did you become a single mom? Yeah. So, you know, when I had my daughter, uh, my ex really had a hard time at first. um, And and he has since, unfortunately. Um, I think in a way he wasn't really prepared for being a parent. Um, And he was an alcoholic. He was, you know, he is a functioning alcoholic. Um, But when I got pregnant and then had my daughter, um, he really went deep into his addiction. So it was very lonely, um, you know, especially coming back from the from the hospital and just um, even understanding what it was like to be a a mom, you know, Um, so he wasn't really participating much. And I think it was like one of those days, like when I was just looking around in my life and I thought, well, is this really what life is about, right? Is, is it really about me? 
kind of taking it all on and not being happy and not feeling loved or cared for, you know, and I was really trying hard myself to give my daughter the life that I really wanted her to have, but it just didn't feel right. And when I looked around, I realized I had, I had so removed myself from who I really was, you know, and what I really wanted for myself and how I had even pictured my life. And so I went on a uh, meditation retreat for four days and it was an interesting experience. And I had never had that kind of time to really look at my life and look at myself and how I had made these choices. Um, But I think it was on day three that it just became obvious to me that the marriage wasn't really working. And, you know, we had tried so many things to help my ex-husband, you know, over seven years of marriage to help him with the addiction. And I just felt like it was no longer my burden to carry, you know, and that I needed to build something new. So uh, when I came back from the retreat, I had planned to talk to him, you know, within a week and really kind of take it slow. I was in a very calm place after, so I knew that I could do that. But as I walked into my house that night, um, he asked me, are you leaving me? Um, And of course we got into an argument and that night I packed my bags and we left. Um, and it was really actually my daughter that made me really pack my bags that night. Cause I wasn't planning on doing that, but you know, he started getting very upset with me and she grabbed my hand and looked at me and said, mom, it's not okay for him to talk to you that way. And she was three years old. And it was that moment where I said, what I thought, you know, this is my chance for me to show her that she is right. And this is not the right way to be treated. And so it was one of those moments where. I, I saw that I had to also show her that she was seeing the right things and not confuse her by taking the action that didn't make sense, right? Which was to stand there and take it all. Um, and so we left that night. Um, yeah. Where did you go? Well, we have some good friends. And so, um, you know, we, we called um, some of our friends and we uh, came over to now the town we live in, which is in the mountains. It's a beautiful place. And uh, we came and stayed with them for a couple of weeks. Um, and at that point, you know, we, uh, well, we looked for a place to live. Obviously, my, my ex didn't want to leave the home. So we, we had to find a place to live. But it was, it was good in a way because we could start fresh, you know. Yeah, so from, from, from leaving to where you are at now like you you do you feel like you've made the right choice in your single mother journey because your your platform is awakening single mom so it's kind of like what you said from you going to the retreat and you were awakened and kind of when you entered the house you kind of receive a confirmation because you were ready to leave but he actually confirmed and affirmed what you had already yeah and I think that's what happens sometimes in life that like you already know something but then another person comes and affirms it so is that why you created the awakening single moms? Because it's just like a wake up. This is what you're meant to do. This is yes. where you're meant to go. Is that what, yeah. what gave you the inspiration? Yes. And I think it's also what I view as what needs to happen along the way. Right. So what I see in working with single moms is it's so easy to get stuck in that grieving process sometimes, you know, and to um, almost take on the stigma of being a single mom. And it's not very helpful, beneficial, supportive, right? And it's okay that it happens, you know, it happens to the best of us and at different points. Um, but we also have an opportunity to take this chance to start seeing things a different way, you know, and to 
really, you know, when I think about awakening, right, I think about awakening to the possibilities of who we are as women, you know, the power that we have, what we can create. Um, and for us to start seeing things a different way where we're not victimizing ourselves or, you know, even, um, I don't know, just, I guess, stopping ourselves from having what we want to have just because we're a single mom, you know? And so I think really my mission is to show single moms that everything we want is possible as single moms. We don't necessarily need to have a partner or, um, you know, have a certain life look a certain way or a family look a certain way. But what if you can just embrace the, where you are and just build the best that you can out of it, you know? And I, and I think through my journey as becoming a single mom, you know, my, my ex went to jail and, you know, he was in and out of, you know, rehab and just not participating really over the last five years. And I've had so many moments where I had to figure out, okay, how, how do I become a hundred percent financially responsible for my daughter? How do I support her emotionally with what she's going through as her dad is in and out of her life and things are confusing. There's been so many questions and I feel like every time those questions have come up, I've had a new chance to awaken, to realize that, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. I don't have to be happy hundred percent of the time. I just have to, go with what's given to me and grow through it. That's really all it is. Definitely. Now that is so refreshing because I oftentimes I, I say to people like, look, we're like onions. We're always peeling off different layers and you just have to embrace it. You can't just think that life is so rigid, you know, and I tell people like, look, look at the seasons around us. It's ever changing. So that's life, you know, even in people's marriages, it's ever changing in relationships is ever changing. So you have to learn how to like embrace it, but you being a mind coach, what is like that, that surely should help you as well. Like going through the transitional periods of your, of your life. How do you, how, what does that entail being a mind coach then? Yeah. So um, it's interesting, right? Because I have actually had my own path of growing through the journey. And uh, it was last year when I got this message, you need to write this book. And then I said, okay, but what then? Right. And as I, as I wrote the book, I became more and more passionate about helping other single moms. And so I asked myself, okay, so if you want to help single moms, like you need, you need to be qualified to do this. (laughs) And so I decided to, uh, to really go back and learn about, you know, what, what coaching would look like and, you know, how we function as human beings. And so I got uh, six certifications. So I'm a certified mindset coach. And basically what that means is that I'm an NLP practitioner. So uh, neuro-linguistic programming. I also do timeline therapy. I do EFT tapping. Um, I also uh, do a lot of uh, hypnotherapy and many, many other different techniques. So I know that mindset coaching sometimes is seen as like, oh, you know, it's positive thinking and it's just limiting beliefs, but it's not really about that. Uh, It's about reprogramming how we've been conditioned to see our world and ourselves. And it is, I can tell you, incredibly powerful. When I went into it, I didn't, I I mean, I had a sense that it was powerful, but as I've gone through the training and I started coaching, I'm realizing what's actually possible because we all filter through our past experiences and marriage and divorce are very, um, are experiences that stay with us and they really change us. And sometimes for the better, sometimes we, we uh, kind of 
carry uh, good things out of it, we see our strength or, you know, we recognize that we are able to do things, you know, that we didn't think we could do. So those are really supportive beliefs, right? Um, but there's also sometimes a lot of hurtful things that I said, or, uh, you know, hard things that we go through where we don't have the answers. And sometimes we come to conclusions about what that means about us or what we're able to create or our world that if we continue to apply and generalize to other things in our life, then we can actually really limit ourselves in what we're able to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so really my focus is to just transform, you know, the thoughts, the emotions, the behaviors, the, you know, and the results really that are not supporting you in your life to really change the patterns so that you can start seeing how you can create from a different place. You know, mm -hmm. I would say like once you let go of the limiting belief, for example, you start, you start asking yourself more the how instead of being paralyzed thinking that you can't, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it's just, you know, what I do is really hybrid of like kind of therapy, coaching and a bit of consultancy really to understand where you are, what is happening? Why are things not working in your life? What's running in your mind, right? That it's it's making you make those choices. And then how do we start shifting some of those things so you can create the right environment, the right habits, the right supportive, um, you know, life that you want for yourself or for your children? Yeah, I um I spoke to a, a psychologist before on my on my podcast, and she talked about the timeline. Um, and when she spoke about it, I think it's so amazing because yeah. it's kind of and obviously I'm not qualified but you, you are but if you just tell because I it's like pinpointing where something has happened and I find oftentimes as women for me um the reason why I stayed in a toxic relationship for so long was I actually went through the timeline with um the lady and I found that I wanted a nuclear family so much mm -hmm. and because I didn't have a nuclear family. I, I didn't grow up in a, a two-parent household. So I stayed in a toxic relationship because I had fears of becoming a single mom. And oftentimes when you're afraid of something, you invite it in. I ran towards the thing that I was afraid of. And um, I didn't get to that realization until I did that timeline exercise that no, you have to go back as to why you feel like you deserve this and why you, you stayed there and why you, you know? So I, I think that exercise is just, it's, it's life-changing. Everyone should at least try it. And I honestly believe that we all need to speak to someone and we all need, I think every, everyone's a coach now in 2020, but you need like someone that really understands and has been there and you being a single mom yourself, like I'm more likely to want to talk to you because you you've written a book. <laughs> so do you know your title? Why is it um, Who Will Hold Me? If you don't mind, like why, why is that title? Because it's such a hard hitting title. It is. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's meant to be right. So Honestly, it was interesting. My book had a different name until like a week before publishing. And I, um, you know, I was really looking at the title and I was like, I want to make sure that this is really kind of encompassing the feeling of what it's like to be a single mom. Right. And, and the question, it, it was actually interesting because I, I just went really deep into my heart and I just felt what was the thing that I felt the most you know as I was going through the hard times but also once I found the answers got me out of where I was right and for me it was that question of who will hold me I, I think as single moms we we just kind of shift into taking care of the kids right and so we go through a divorce 
And we just pour ourselves into, I want to make sure the kids are okay. You know, and I talk to so many single moms who are just like, well, I just want to make sure the kids are okay. I'm like, great. But let's also make sure you are okay. You're fine. Yes. Right? Who's going to hold you when you're going through the hard times? Um, you know, and I, I don't want to spoil the end of the book, but uh, I think you'll find the answer very empowering. Um, but I think we all have to go through that journey of feeling the loneliness and feeling the... Um, just the helplessness, right? And and find our way with it. Um, but also find a way to hold ourselves and to take care of ourselves and yeah. to make sure that we're also okay. It's, it's so interesting because I've never understood this whole concept of you can't get what you can't, what you don't have uh, until I became a single mom. And then I realized, yeah, if I don't love myself, if I don't take care of myself, if I haven't rested, if I don't have energy, there's no way I can show up for my daughter, you know? And so it's less of a selfish thing and more of a actually very generous and giving thing for us to take care of ourselves. Because as I say in the book, you have to put your oxygen mask on first or you have nothing to give. Um, and so that's, I'm a really big advocate for self-care, how you take care of yourself, how you, um, and also as women, we have desires and, and it just feels like sometimes single moms, like we, we give up on the dreams that we had and all these things because we say, well, this is single mom life now. And now I have to give everything to my children. I have to sacrifice. Well, can we change that paradigm? Right. Can we start actually want like living a good life that we love, that fulfills us, that brings us joy because we're also humans, you know, who want things. I think it's something that a lot of women carry. Like, I, I often feel like a lot of women have, like, single mother guilt. But even single fathers, do they have the single father guilt? Like, it's, it's, it's I don't know whether it's a, a female thing. I don't know what it is, why we feel like we have to juggle and carry everything. You yeah, know? so true. Yeah. Well, and it has to do with kind of what you were saying, right? It's it, it, with timeline therapy, even, like, just going back and understanding where did we learn those patterns? Where did we learn that stigma? Where did we start taking it on? Um, you know, one of the beauty, beauties of timeline therapy is you go back and not only do you remove the emotions that have been around events in your past that you're still carrying today and acting from today, but you can also go back and, and remove limiting decisions. And these are decisions that sometimes we've made very, very young about what you can't have, what you can't do. Um, you know, and it's it's interesting to see the most limiting decisions because then we make this decision over and over and over and over again. Um, and so it's it's um, it's interesting to see too how even you know our own family unit, right, and how we grew up. Um, all these things really uh, shape us, and they 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 put pressure on us, and they put expectations on us, and then we don't know how to break free from them, you yeah. know, and that's really the work that I do with my clients is, okay, let's just break free from all yeah, these things we, that are telling you. We need to, and me being, I'm, I'm Nigerian, I'm African, and we are big on getting married. It's kind of like your child goes to university, becomes a lawyer or a doctor. We only had two options, yeah, lawyer or doctor, and I had to study a law degree just to make my parents happy, and then after that, you get married. You know, so even when I got pregnant and I contacted my dad, because my dad lives in the US and I'm, I'm based in London, and I said, oh, dad, I'm pregnant. He said, okay, so when are you getting married? I said, I'm not getting married. I said, I'm, he said, so how did you get pregnant? Like, he couldn't fathom. <laughs> I, I said, I'm pregnant. He said, I don't understand. When are you getting married? He's Muslim. So, so, and I said, it's not, it's not happening. And he stopped talking to me for, 
think like a month or so my mum had to speak to him and everything but he was just so disappointed like just how can my child have a child (laughs) have a child and not get married like he could not fathom it so um it wasn't until like we we got through it and when he loves my son now like oh he's just so obsessed with him so like you just yeah in every stage in life you might think oh it's the end of the world but like you you do get through it but it's just we have to just divorce expectations for other people because I know for a fact, even though it wasn't going to happen, even if my, me and my ex did get married, that relationship wouldn't last and it would have ended in divorce, you know? So, and I know a lot of people that are still stuck in relationships just because of other people's expectations, you know? And it's just, it breaks my heart because I'm just like, I thank God that I just said, no, this is the decision I'm going to make. I'm going to have my child and I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it alone and I'm going to do it well those are the decisions I've made and like you said it took me a very very long time to actually put myself forward and I realize now that the more I put myself forward in my career in my goals in my desires even down to having pamper days the more I put myself forward the better of a mother I become for my child when I'm well rested when I've achieved my goals I am a better mother you know instead of just saying I'm just going to do it for the kids just going to do it for the kids and I'm not happy and, and I'm drinking three bottles of Chardonnay every day and I oftentimes I see that with other mums like you're going to the the boxing club gym and this and that and you're not happy you're doing everything for your child but you're not fulfilled because they're going to grow up ultimately and leave so and you're going to have the empty net syndrome with no one else there apart from you and the bottle of Chardonnay (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah yeah definitely I was going to ask in regards to your um a to z of single motherhood could you let us know a little bit more about that Yes. So um, it's the HUCs of awakening single motherhood because I'm covering things that usually maybe we don't think about right as single moms. So yesterday I did an episode on connection and it was really about your connection with yourself. Right. And again, it's, it's part of this idea of, you know, let's kind of take apart that stigma. Right. And like start really thinking about what are the things you really want and need to support yourself. Um, and so I'm covering a different um, topic every week. Um, and it's the A to Z because we know we go ABC. So I've covered so far acceptance, which is a huge part and really the last stage of the grieving process. And I just see single moms so many times really not moving through that process very quickly. Um, and, you know, I also know what's possible, right, in terms of transforming and really moving through that so that your life can actually start, right? Because we, we get stuck sometimes in that place of there's so much that we need to accept, right? I, I, I say all the time that being a single mom is a path of letting go. I mean, you have to let go of how your ex is behaving or doing or what he did or what he didn't do, right? You have to let go of the fact that you are doing this alone, right? And even if you have the right support system, a lot falls on you. You have to accept that, um, I don't know, just so many things, like even even sometimes that you don't want the stigma, that, or that the stigma exists, you know? And instead of fighting all of these forces, right, we can actually gain acceptance and move forward. Um, and then last week, I, I also covered something on beliefs because these limiting beliefs that we have are also paralyzing. Um, and, and beliefs are meant to be a really helpful thing when we use them the right way. Like we, like I say in the, you know, in my episode, like you want to believe that if you jump off a cliff, something really bad is going to happen. You don't want to test that theory. Right. But there's other times when we really want to get curious about where some beliefs come from. And, 
you know, who's that voice that is telling you that? And, you know, where did you start believing that? And uh, what is the evidence that you've been holding on to? You know, because also we look for the evidence that supports the negative belief sometimes more than we look for the evidence that supports how strong we are and that we can overcome anything that shows up. Definitely. I actually, um, I, I put that on one of my posts on Instagram. I put up a picture of myself and um, I put down that my my ex-partner, whenever we would get into arguments, he used to be like, oh, you're ugly, you're skinny, no one's going to want you. And for a very, very long time, I actually believed this. When we broke up and a guy would say to me, oh, you're so beautiful, I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe it. And then I had to retrace that Sometimes when you, when people label someone, they end up fulfilling a prophecy, you know, and for a long time, I believed that. And I put that up on my, on my Instagram and I was just so open and so authentic about how I felt about, you know, he used to call me ugly. And I believed that for, for many years and me being a Christian, I, I, there was a, a bit in the Bible when Adam and Eve ate the apple and they started hiding and God was like, where are you? Where are you? And he said, oh, we're naked, we're hiding. And he said, who told you you were naked? You know, and it's about, they believed a lie, you know, and that's what oftentimes when people tell you certain things about yourself, that's not necessarily true, you know, and society tells single moms, you're going to be underclass. They tell single moms, oh, your child's going to be a dropout. They tell single moms, you're not going to achieve your goals. And oftentimes a lot of moms, because they've labeled that, we end up believing it. But there's so many mums out there that are killing it. There's so many mums out there that are raising successful children. Like in the United Kingdom, there are 1.8 million single mums. So you're trying to tell me that out of that 1.8 million single mums, they're all underclass. They're all like, come on. So it's just about fighting against limiting beliefs. And yeah, that's just, that's absolutely excellent what what you're doing in regards to going through the, going through all the the (laughs) alphabets. what's yeah. yeah it was interesting because I asked uh, I also run a, a Facebook group a community and I asked the ladies well what do you think my my C word is going to be yeah. and they all said co-parenting communication and I was like right like that's what we're wired to think right we're wired to think about co-parenting and we have to do better communication and all these like things but I was like no I'm going to really blow your mind and I'm going to go into connection and the connection you have with yourself because that's the thing you're not thinking about that you need to think about you know so that's really the goal there oh that's awesome yeah yeah you need to connect with yourself um I was going to say we've touched touched upon like the how can you change people's false beliefs is there are there any other techniques that you you teach women in regards to changing false beliefs yeah, so, well, I use both neuro-linguistic programming and timeline therapy for that, but then um, also there's other uh, processes that, um, you know, are really about looking for, for evidence, right? So uh, questioning the evidence that supports a negative belief and then looking for evidence that supports your more supportive belief, right? So if you have belief that, um, for example, you're not strong enough to, to do this, um there's obviously you know you've some along the way you picked up some evidence that that's true and you can just write that down and then start questioning it you know is there a different way to interpret that evidence that you picked up uh because many times we again we filter it the way we want to filter it but it could have meant something else you know sometimes we can go back and say well you know there was this situation where i was in so much fear when I had to do something and I felt like I wasn't strong enough. 
And then you can start thinking about well, what happened next and what happened next is I still push through it. Right. And so, okay. So does that mean that you're not strong enough or where you're just going through the initial fear that everyone has to go through and you still push through with, which proves that you were strong enough. Right. And so you start really looking at those piece of evidence and kind of questioning them and then say, okay, what is the belief that you really want to have? And, you know, maybe say, well, I want to believe that, you know, I am strong enough and you can start looking for that evidence. You know, it could be a journaling exercise for, you know, a few days, a few weeks where you just look for that evidence where you have been strong enough, you know, and make a list of all of those options. Um, and I'm also running, I don't know when this will be out, but I'm also running a challenge right now, five day challenge to walk through, uh, to walk single miles through this process of really letting go of those limiting beliefs, you know, cause a lot of the self doubt, lack of confidence, uh, feeling like you're not strong enough, you can't do it. All these things are limiting beliefs and we're going to shift those so that you can really walk away from those five days feeling like okay i actually can do this i actually have the strength and the power to do this um because it can be really life-changing once you start seeing what you're capable of and believe it and see the evidence then you can actually walk in your life from a different place that's awesome so you coaching single moms have you found what, what do you what do you feel like you the same thing single moms keep on saying that the same thing the same challenges that they keep on echoing over and over again it was yes mm-hmm. so is it just sounds- limiting beliefs or what 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 is this what's every single mom going through like the secret thing that they're going through that they don't really disclose yeah so i think limiting beliefs kind of are a big part of it right because um obviously they're paralyzing and then then we don't do a lot of things like create the right habits um for example and so they kind of have a a ripple effect if you will but i think there's also things around identity which is something that i work on as well um you know some single moms have a positive view on being a single mom right and that can be empowering uh, but some single moms have very, very negative view of what being a single mom is like. So it's always interesting to explore how are you identifying yourself with that title? What does it mean to you? How is it supporting you or preventing you from doing certain things? Um, and it's interesting. I, I think many single moms have just lost also their sense of self, right? Like, who are we? beyond the title of single mom, right? And that's one of the things I talked about in my episode on connection is, okay, so if you don't spend that time to get to know yourself, then when I ask you, who are you? All you have to say is, I'm a single mom who works in finance. Well, that's not who you are. That is your title, right? And your job and the role that you play in your life. But it's not, it's very limiting, it's very, very limiting. And then, um, you know, again, we don't stretch outside of that to ask ourselves, well, what do I really actually want? You know, who I really am? And am I showing up in that world, in that way in the world? Um, and am I, you know, sometimes maybe not being congruent with who I really am because I'm just not connected to it, right? So there's a lot around that that needs to be worked through. Um, I think our habits and environment are also a big piece. So, we as single mom have a single moms have a lot on our plate and we become overwhelmed at times and that is okay that's part of that you know that process of if you're not constantly looking at what you're putting on your plate uh intentionally then it's going to become a lot and um 
you know, sometimes we just jump on it and we think that we just have to fix everything and we're in constant project mode and every single day it's just like the list of tasks, right? And they take over our life. But then we're not really being intentional again about what we say yes to and what we say no to. Um, and, you know, even how we set up our environment so that, or our routine, so that we are all supported ourselves and our children, you know? And so, I mean, you, you know, many single moms, like we just pass out on the couch watching Netflix, you know, at the end of the day, and then you wake up the next day and the list of to-dos hits you again. Exactly. You're just like, oh my God, a groundhog day. Now I have to do it all over again. And it becomes exhausting because we're not meant to just be doing one task after the other until we collapse. That's not what life is about. Yeah. And so a lot of the work is really around understanding why you're even getting yourself in that place, you know? And sometimes it's a pattern of sacrifice that needs to be worked through. Sometimes it's the overwhelm that we don't know how to organize our thoughts in our mind. You know, a lot of what I do as a coach is like, let's just really break it down and really understand what's happening because Otherwise, it feels like this big ball, you know, hairy thing that we don't even know how to unpack and it becomes really overwhelming. And all we want to do is avoid and escape because it's yeah. too much for any human being. Definitely, definitely. I think that, yeah, we, oftentimes we, we, we try, we're natural project managers. I would say women, women are, whether single moms or, or not, we're natural project managers and we want to fix everything. And oftentimes things end up fixing us. So we need to know what our strengths are and our weaknesses are. And we need to be open enough to actually ask for help. Oftentimes when I speak to a lot of single moms, it's like when someone does offer them help, it kind of feels like you're nudging at their, like their ego. Like, would you mean, you think I can't do this? I can do this. I'm, I'm all things. And we're not all things, you know? Um, and even that's why I think that oftentimes some relationships don't last because we're meant to be there to actually help each other, you know? And oftentimes we, we, we pick someone that all we are doing is helping in them when in actual fact they're meant to it's meant to be a give and take so we need to learn how to just accept help and know our weaknesses and not be ashamed about our weaknesses as well they're things that yeah. I personally within my my motherhood journey that I don't like doing I don't like going to the park I hate it sitting there for a whole hour watching you do the same thing over and over again you know so those are certain things that I don't like. And, and you have to parent within your personality as well. You know, I like going to restaurants. I like going on holidays. So I've kind of like yielded my son to, <laughs> to enjoy those things, you know? So yeah, you, yeah we, we have to know, know our strengths and our weaknesses definitely as, as single moms and as moms in, in general, really. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, do you have anything coming up um, this year? Have you got any, any plans? Yeah, so um, exciting things. So we have a challenge, like I said, coming up. Uh, it's free to participate five days to transform and you know change limiting beliefs and really step into who you need to be. Do not just have your material life straightened out, but to actually meet your goals and really have a good life and something build something that you're proud of, right? Um, and really be able to even have your material life organized enough that you can really seek your purpose in life. Um, so that's part of the, uh, that's the challenge. And I do have a membership. So the membership, the doors are reopening in September. And this is just an incredible community. I've never seen such a supportive community of single moms. Uh, but I do uh, group coaching monthly with them. I answer questions every week. Um, and then I, I have um, just a lot of the kind of a library of tools that they can access anytime to work on different things. 
um, from anything from their self-love to how they're doing their finances, to how they're um, organizing their routine, to how they're even connecting with themselves, with their children, how they're co-parenting, you know, the empower, kind of empowering themselves, kind of the whole, you know, everything that it takes to really be a good, a, a single mom who has a good life, you know? So I take the members through that whole process. Um, it's an incredible experience in terms of the sisterhood and, and just supporting each other and having it, you know, cheerleaders. So that is just incredible. And then of course I do my one-on-one coaching. So anyone who's interested in that, that's, um, I have some pretty uh, immersive experiences where we can go back and start really making quick transformation happen as well. That is awesome. So where can people find you on social media? So I'm Awakening Single Mom, both on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so yeah, you can find me on either page and connect with me. Um, and yeah, I'd love to for anyone who also wants to join the free community uh, on Facebook. It's called the Awakening Single Mom Community. Um, and it's also a great place where I just pose interesting questions for single moms to think about and uh, we support each other. Oh, that is awesome. Sophie, thank you so much for taking the time out with me today and just discussing your journey and being so open and transparent and discussing your book, Who Hold Me? Like I am, like I said, I'm going to use it as a giveaway on my platform. So one of you lucky ladies is going to win this book. And yeah, let me know what you think about it when you do read it, because it's amazing. And you have been listening to Happy Single Moms. Take care and goodbye.